this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Everybody, my name is Josh Roach. I'm Sean Sullivan. Shreffler. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't and like T Green. And joining us again this week, Mr. T. Guys, it is November 29th, and there are 20 days left until Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh my God. But uh, if you were on eBay a while ago, you uh, could have just read the script. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, that's the article that's going around. Yeah, so JJ came out and said, uh, I think it was on Good Morning America, that one of the actors, and he wouldn't say who, but he wanted to, had after well had left his script underneath his mattress at a hotel, and that the cleaning person had found it, and then it had given it to somebody else, and it had wound up on eBay. It wasn't his hotel; it was his apartment. Oh, his apartment. Yeah, he was moving oh. the next day, and like weeks later, apparently, a cleaning person found it. Well, and by his apartment, you mean John Boyega, who later came forward and said it was him. As he would say, his flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his flat. But I've read, I've read a lot of stuff about how this was kind of like a planned marketing tool. Yeah, uh, I've been seeing the comments on our uh, where I posted it on our our page on facebook yeah i think it was like not not a real version of the script is that the idea well like i think the running theory is that leaks had happened and jj wants to keep people guessing so he's he's never told the truth in terms of interviews and things like that he'll give snippets like the first word of the new star wars movie is at right but it's completely out of context you know what i mean um so he'll give little bites like that but when leaks happen and things like that i think they're just trying to flood the market with as many leaks as possible so nobody knows which one is true which hey i'm fine with that because i've heard some stuff and i was following some pretty like some a little bit of spoiler stuff until like i was told like yeah there's some bigger stuff coming down that i don't i i, I actually i mean right now i'm to the point where i don't even want to watch any more tv spots like they come I out watch the last one i don't watch the last one Oh, well, you, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. You you'll have to. You'll have to <laughs> it tonight. Is pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not watching any spoilers at this point. Like I don't. I don't want to know. I want to be surprised, man. I mean, it's tempting, but I don't want to. I don't want to see any of that. Well, what do you consider a spoiler, Sean? Just something that's not officially released. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying, Case. Like some people just think it's a. I mean, there were those rumors going around that there were test screenings. And uh, JJ came out and said, "Look, there's been no, there's been no test screenings. Like the the rumor was there was a, there were a certain you know group, uh, groups of people, and that there were three different cuts of the movie that were released to these three different test screening groups, and that none of them performed well." Yeah, there's there's no way that they're gonna do a test screening on a movie of this size. No, they've never done test screening. They'll they'll do a test screening on 
a, a, like a standalone movie that's right. on its, that's on its own that doesn't have a franchise. They'll do that because they need to gauge audience reaction to see like maybe we should change this. It'll make it better. It'll sell better. They're not going to do that with Star Wars. They play Star Wars very very close to the chest. They spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah, anything, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Disney some guy. of the brass, the uh, the you know the Disney brass and stuff have seen the the movie now because they did uh finish editing last sunday yeah i heard that and uh one uh not so lucky guy over in i I believe great britain um he's in a nursing home he has some sort of illness yep he's uh it's terminal and he doesn't think he didn't think he was going to make it until the rise of skywalker and evidently, the uh, the staff at the nursing home started to reach out, and it went viral for this plea to Disney to allow him to watch The Rise of Skywalker, and he and his son were able to on Thanksgiving. That's awesome. Yeah, Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Uncle Bob? Made it, made Uncle, it happen. Uncle Bob. He made it happen. Yeah. So, Hampshire I mean, it just – it shows how good Disney is at keeping things under wraps, though. I mean, with the, the whole Mandalorian thing, without with Baby Yoda not leaking ahead of time, <laughs> right? That was just that was just crazy. I mean, there's like even in the episode this week, I was thinking like Baby Yoda was interacting with so many like different people. Yeah. In the episode, like that, everyone kept it under wraps. Is that's impressive? Yeah, and it's not like it was a CG thing for the most part. I, right. I thing where. Warner Herzog came out and called John Favreau a coward. I saw that. Oh yeah. About going to CG instead of using the puppet. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they used the puppet. It looks it looks super real. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the amount of people that it's not like they're looking at like a blue box that's on the wheels moving around. They're looking at Baby Yoda. So. So. Yeah, uh, making Star Wars .net, um, they have in the like, several months ago. They did say, all right, we're hearing rumors that there may be a baby involved. And we're, they're like, okay, because you, you remember I told you guys that they were set up like across the, the street in a tall building. And they were able to like watch the set. And they saw a couple of scenes being shot where there was like a bundle. They were like, okay, we think that might be the baby. And then they're like, okay, we're not hearing any more about the baby. It might not be about a baby. We may have been wrong. And then several months later, right before the Mandalorian came out, maybe like two weeks, they're like, "Okay, we're hearing rumors that there might <laughs> about be a baby." Something. Well, no, they they said that we're hearing rumors there might be something to do with Yoda species. Mm. So they had the information; they just didn't have it together. They didn't know it was a baby Yoda. They knew there was a baby, and they knew there may have been a Yoda, but nobody <laughs> ever suspected it was a baby Yoda. The child. The child. Your boy. Yeah, his boy. Now, uh, so talking about, Casey, you were talking about how uh, J.J. doesn't really ever let anything out, and some would say that's part of his mystery box. <laughs> hey. But uh, in an interview this week, he, was, uh, he, he said he wanted to debunk the mystery box. Um, all this evidently started years ago when he was asked to do a TED Talk, and he accepted, but then he was like, hey, I really don't know what to talk about. Uh, in this TED Talk, and one of his friends said, tell them about your mystery box, JJ. So evidently, JJ's mystery box is this box that he got from his grandfather when he was a child, and he's never opened it. So he did this, 
he did this whole speech about how it's important what's in the box. And sometimes it's just as important not to open the box and not to know what was in the box. This reminds me a lot of the movie Seven. It could be. There's also a Family Guy episode where they're giving away mystery boxes. You can get to choose a mystery box or a boat. Or a boat. <laughs> he chooses a mystery box because a mystery box could be anything, even a boat. Right. It could be. Yeah. Then why don't you take the box or the boat? Yeah. But, uh, have, you guys, have you guys I mean, what, watched? What, 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 what if what inside that box is like? What if inside that box is like the cure to cancer? <laughs> His grandfather was like a famous scientist. Like under the well, not famous. I guess like under the radar science. Infamous. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a cure for something. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's just like some sort of bond or something for billions of dollars. And if JJ had opened up, he would have uh, never gone after a career in Hollywood. You never know. He never would have made uh, regarding Henry. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's a heartfelt note to JJ from his grandfather, you know, about how much he loves him and cares about him and stuff like that. Like, if I left something like that for my kid or my wife or my grandkids, I would hope that they read it. Yeah, it's probably what his grandfather intended. <laughs> <laughs> but look what it's given way to. But he—that's what he said. He was like, "Look, that was just a TED talk. I don't really operate that way." And it's true that. Um, you know, he hasn't finished, quote unquote, finished a lot of things, but I think really he's out to um, prove that he can in the Rise of Skywalker. And I mean, honestly, maybe he's the best guy for the job because he's he has something to prove with that. You know, he's never the only thing he's ever finished what he started. People are saying is the television show Felicity. Well, I mean, Lost was finished, too. right? But J.J. only started Lost. J.J. J.J. had the initial idea for it. He kicked it off. He made the pilot. And then he was pretty much done after the pilot. Like, he had plans for where it could go, but he didn't have the ending mapped out. It, that was uh, Lindelof, Damon and Lindelof. They took the reins on that. So, J.J. Well, gets some crap for Lost. At the same time, people say, oh, J.J.'s never finished anything because he didn't finish Lost. But then they blame him for the end of Lost as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a very uh, hard industry to be in. But, uh, I mean, he's done several great movies, like Super 8. Okay, yeah. Long film. Um, he kind of, he's he's heading the uh, Cloverfield mm-hmm. saga, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Super right. good movie. I loved it. I mean, I, it didn't feel like the complete ending to the saga, I guess. But, exactly. but, but, but I felt good having watched it. It's a great movie. Well, he did Star Trek, then he did End of Darkness, and then he backed out. Because Star Wars, which I'm happy about, but at the same time, didn't finish that. Right. Well, I mean, I guess there's a difference between finishing a trilogy or a saga right. to just like helming a portion of it. Like, he wasn't even supposed to do this last movie. He was right. only supposed to kick it off. And well, now here he is coming back. And speaking of that, in an uh, interview on Uproxx, um, they asked him about Palpatine coming back. And JJ said it was. It was always in the cards somewhat for Palpatine to come back, meaning this. Like you said, Casey, he was not supposed to do the entire trilogy. They brought him on, him and Lawrence Kasdan. Um, they talked about a lot of things, a lot of different you know, angles that they could go, a lot of different paths they could take. And they had kind of a plan for where they thought everything could go. Um, and one of the things they talked about was bringing Palpatine back. He said that was one of the first things that him and Kasdan talked about was bringing Palpatine back. 
Then, obviously, when Ryan made his movie, J.J. is quoted recently saying, look, I read the script of The Last Jedi. It's not where I would have taken things. But, <laughs> but, he said, but I liked what he did. He said he, he, said he liked when he read that Snoke died. He said he, he wouldn't have taken Luke to where he was at, but he enjoyed the journey. And he said, in the same way, he's sure Ryan wouldn't have done what he had did, you know, in The Force Awakens. But at the same time, he said it, it didn't totally debunk or uh, set anything off to where he couldn't um, maintain course from where him and Kazdan had gone. But at the same time, Trevorrow said that he was never going to bring back Palpatine. So that might have been one of the reasons that Trevorrow got the boot well yeah i mean it's possible i i mean you look at the number of directors that have been fired or released <laughs> let go from these star wars movies it's or walked it's, away walked yeah, away I, for their I, own endeavors and, and i think trevor Rhodes stated that uh he couldn't make episode nine the way he wanted to without leia right and that was his reason quote to walk away yeah quote so, it, it, I mean, it, might, it might be that, and, you know, I think it's kind of tough for anybody to come in and, and helm a big Star Wars movie. Yeah, scary. Um, That's yeah, why so I was I, saying last week. That's why I think... I'd do uh, it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Hey. Give it I'm not scared. <laughs> we got a brain trust. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, uh, that's why uh, last week, Sean and I and T were talking about um, when uh, oh, Game of Thrones, David and Dan... They left, and I said, I think that they left on their own volition, and I think what happened was Netflix said, hey, here's this, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, come and do this. They already had that deal set up, though. Not, not before they signed up for Star Wars. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think that when the deal came in, they were like, look, we can't really devote our time. We could. Uh, Netflix essentially was the quick and easy path. It's less chance of backlash there's not a huge rabid fan base for original netflix you know series and movies yeah you'd be surprised stranger uh, things I, but that's original. i still see but i i still think that you know you know those making star wars are, are understand the backlash that happened with the last season exactly. yeah like they, they don't want that to happen with star wars well i mean what's going to happen though is a lot of people tore the shit out of season eight game of thrones right um, so they're going to be looking for something to hate them for. Right. But if they would have made a really, really good Star Wars movie, be like, okay, redeemed. You right. Are, you were a fix in my eyes. Right. Now they're going. Now they're doing this right. like nine-figure Netflix Netflix deal. Insane. Yeah. yeah. So much money, and I'm sure most of that's probably going to go towards whatever shows that they decide to make. But those shows are going to be criticized much more harshly because there's going to be several episodes. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, one, two, three movies. After the first movie came out, if they made Star Wars, it would it would have been, you know, they, they would have had a gauge as to... Yeah, good or bad, pretty quickly. Was. And then they could have stepped away. And then, who knows, maybe J.J. would step in again. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't, I don't really trust them. I don't trust those guys. <laughs> I don't like those guys. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. No, I'm... I'm it seems like they're after the, the dollar. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's back in JJ's hands. I'll say I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. Well, I concur. Uh, 
so talking about uh, episode nine and JJ coming back, he brought on Chris Terrio to help him write the script. Um, now I know we've talked a lot, talked about a lot before. Like, uh, like I've watched all of Rebels. I've watched all of Clone Wars. Uh, I've read a lot of the comic books. I brought up different like things that have happened in the comic books and in the ancillary stuff that uh, you know is is cool. Um, but really, do we expect it to make it into the movies? Like, do we expect JJ is reading these books, that he's playing the video games, that he's watching these television series? I think he's getting updates and breakdowns as to, as to what's going on. I don't think he has time to do a lot of that stuff. Right. How, and, you know, up until this point, I had expected Chris Terrio was probably the same way. However, uh, JJ has come out and said in a recent interview that Chris Terrio is at the same level as Pablo Hidalgo, who's on the story group. He's like the guy you go to to ask all the little, you know, questions about all the, the minutia of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley had said that while they were, while he was writing the script and even on set, he had what he called his Star Wars Bibles, just full of just little you know, little tidbits, little pieces of canon material. So we could be getting, you know, some Star Wars, some Star Wars material that uh, like he knows, they said he knows about Rebels. He watched Rebels. He watched Clone. So, so, so you think we'll get as many like, uh, you know, other call outs and Easter eggs like we have been in Mandalorian? That's what I'm so many call- That would be awesome because they've done it really well in Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that almost makes me think, I mean, are we going to see something to do with Baby Yoda? I don't think so, but that, I mean, it's cute. <laughs> it's I didn't cool. think so at all either until I heard like Chris Terrio is so into this. Huh? Who knows? Uh, speaking of uh, who's I taking on the. Go ahead, Case. I think it's possible. Uh, but the thing, I think, best case scenario, it's only going to be hinted at. Maybe we finally get a name for Yoda's species and they say, hey, we, I think we might have found one. Yeah. Type deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the thing, but the thing is, is that this takes place so long after the Mandal- Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Right? It's like twenty-five years later. The Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Force Awakens but, takes place twenty-five. So, well, thirty years after Return of the Jedi, so twenty-five years after the Mandalorian. Right. So. See? Interesting. Here, here's the issue in my mind if they have any tie-in with baby yoda is that it could i mean what are they gonna if they say that it survives or they like show it or something like that then it kind of ruins what happens with mandalorian right because they might end this season with it still alive but cliffhanger ending I mean, you don't know right so i don't think they'd want to spoil future seasons of the mandalorian i'm sure they had to figure it out like because I think there's a reason why they've gone straight through, straight through Thanksgiving. Like when the Clone Wars was out, when Rebels was out, when all, any other Star Wars television show, they always take a break over Thanksgiving and they take a break over Christmas. This is going straight through. This is weekly straight through. We had The Mandalorian the day after Thanksgiving. We have, you know, uh, The Mandalorian is coming out. The penultimate episode is moved, so it comes out the day before episode nine. I guess we'll be watching that all together, eh? Yep. Yep. Um, that's that's plan. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, plan. Like, what, what, what I What I kind of think, though, how I kind of view it is, 
Okay, if, even if they do use it in the movie, um, I don't think it so much ruins the Mandalorian. I, I think that the baby Yoda is kind of a uh, it's it's huge character development for the Mandalorian. We saw a few things in this episode today that we'll kind of go into. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think it's just it's the Mandalorian trying to figure out who he is, and yeah, and and this baby Yoda, you know, kind of opens up. Uh, this baby Yoda is kind of like a foundling to him. And a you know, Camtono, it opens up a Camtono, is what it does. Camtono, yeah. You put one dead Camtono into a can. Of one dead, dead worm into a Camtono. All the worms will die. Well, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think that they'll spoil anything, right? I'm just saying if, the, and you know, they could do it in such a way where it doesn't spoil anything, but they're not going to like be like, oh, hey, look, you know, baby Yoda, who's now, you know, aged a little bit, shows up, and you're like, oh, well, I guess it survives, right? I mean, maybe they somehow tie it in and it doesn't spoil. Well, like so. the thing is, I don't, I don't think we're going to see baby Yoda in the next season of Mandalorian, maybe an episode, because. I mean, the Mandalorian would be long dead by the time the baby Yoda is able to even do anything. So baby. I think that it's more about him finding a safe place. I still think maybe. baby Yoda may have been like cryogenically frozen or something for a while. Maybe, yeah, maybe on the ship. Maybe he did it to save him in the last episode. No, I mean, I mean, it. that's yeah. maybe why he's still a baby and he's 50 years old. Maybe he's been cryogenically frozen since like before the empire. Well, maybe, so, the so, so I thought about this. Maybe, maybe their species just ages weirdly. Like maybe they're baby for a long time and then they just quickly go into adulthood. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe it's not like a progression that's, that's well, scaled like how humans are. Well, yeah, you know I, kinda, I don't there's know. No, there's no teen Yoda. Right? It's no. possible, right? Or their teenage <laughs> years are just like really quick. Who knows? <laughs> right. Well, maybe puberty is like a Pokemon evolving. That's what I was exactly I I said that on the podcast yet or not, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Like maybe it looks <laughs> yeah. like suddenly something happens and it's like <laughs> it's you know? a yeah. because yeah, Yoda was training Jedi at a hundred years old. Yeah, you know maybe their puberty is between like seventy and eighty, and it's really fast, and then after that they're grown up. Who knows? Mm, maybe Yoda. <laughs> And I mean, the emotional maturity of baby Yoda. It's not really a baby. It's more like right. toddler Yoda. Yeah. You know I mean? maybe, um, maybe he's just been – you remember uh, in uh, our psychology class, Sean, that we talked about um, like the monkeys that were never given like any the love monkeys. or touch or affection or anything and how they were like – what if he's just never had any – what if he's just never had really any interaction with people? He's just been locked up his old, because he's a rare species or whatever, and everybody's been passing him back and forth. Yeah, he's, 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 he, hasn't, he, he hasn't developed like he should have because he hasn't right. been socialized Maybe, at all. Yeah, but, awesome. I mean, but he's old enough to pick up on things quickly, and so we could see like a great progression of Baby Yoda within this season or next season. Hmm. I mean, Maybe. he like knows language, right? I think. <laughs> it seems I mean, like he understands. He, he doesn't listen. Don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, he knows what he meant, though. Like, yeah, it's just like I mean, I'm sure Casey, you can attest. You can attest. <laughs> I can attest. It's like, don't touch that, and baby. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more like yeah. It's it's less. I, I tell my wife this all the time. It's not the words. It's how you say it. Sometimes, right. A lot a lot of things can be discerned from that. Um, <laughs> 
so I guess I guess another question is too. Since we saw Baby Yoda use the Force and lift that creature, what was it? A my mud a mud mud head and mud horn mud horn. Not a my horn. I only have one of those. <laughs> that had three. But uh, what what if what if he's using the Force kind of on the Mandalorian? Like kind of like a, a mind tricky type dealio. Wow, now you're getting trippy. Now but you're getting trippy. Man, up up until the kid, the Mandalorian was straight and narrow. This well, is the way. You know. Yeah. I mean? He was part well, of the guild. He followed. He was the a what? What do you say? But then, see, but but then it wouldn't be like the Mandalorian's like growing or changing. It would be like he's been under like some influence of Baby Yoda, which wouldn't be as cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know. Well. I, and then the the other Mandalorians also came out to help, but mostly I think because they were, he was going against the Empire. Um, but it's a possibility, right? Anything could happen. Possible. We saw him lift this thing, and the Mandalorian even refers to him as the enemy. But something draws him back. I will say this top. quick little tidbit. They asked, um, you know, would the mudhorn be his signet? No, because the enemy helped me. I won't take yeah. that. Um, okay, John Favreau has been giving out these coins to people. He had these coins minted that on the front of it has the Mandalorian helmet, and on the back of it has the skull of a creature. Now, we would assume that was his signet. And now I looked it up, and it looks like the skull of the Mudhorn. So that the Mandalorian might end up taking the Mudhorn as his signet after all. It wasn't the Great Mythosaur. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't be, I be <laughs> mad about that. I mean, maybe he, he decides he's not his enemy it. after all. He he did kill it with his little vibro knife. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Technically, yeah, he did the killing blow. He did. I mean, if he wasn't prepared with his little vibro butter knife there when uh, little Yiddle Yettle passed out, he still would have just gotten destroyed by that thing. <laughs> yeah. Should have been a vibro knuckler. That would have been awesome. But, hey, guys, talking about uh, Camtonos. Uh, so you guys know what the Camtono is? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's the, it's the, the safe – where, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and, and it, that's a callback to Wilro Hood in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, running around with an ice cream maker. <laughs> now I have a, I have an audio clip here for you guys. Now this is a a guy talking to his daughter, and this is just a YouTube video. This is from 2017. Okay, and. Uh, it's a, it's a guy talking to his daughter and just asking her if she wants ice cream. So take a listen. I. 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 Love. Love. Ice cream. Cantono. <laughs> I. I. Want. Want. Ice cream. Cantono. <laughs> Cantono. Say, Delta. Delta. Eat. Eat. Ice cream. <laughs> what the heck are you saying? Say ice. Ice. Cream. Kids. Say I. I. Want. Want. Ice cream. Cantono. <laughs> there it is. Cantono. So people are saying this is where. Thing in the world. 
right? <laughs> so people are saying this is the origin of Camtono. This is why we, like John Favreau or Filoni might have been surfing the web and just found this and thought, ice cream maker, hey, I need a name for that thing, Camtono. It'd be a weird yeah. coincidence if it wasn't. Right? Yeah, it's, that's, yeah. I, yeah no, I, that's, if that's true, I love it. Love it to death. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that we got names of things in Star Wars from baby talk. In fact, when George Lucas was um, planning and writing, you know, on his little uh, legal pads, episode one, two, and three, Jet Lucas, when he was still a baby, um, he used to say Gungan for something. And that's how we got Gungan. <laughs> it was from Jet Lucas baby talk. Gungan. 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 Do you think Jet Lucas has ever <laughs> lived that down? Well, I mean, it's popular now, but like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if you were bringing up Gungans. Yeah. Gungan. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they do call themselves Gungans. Gungans. Jet you said no think you said better than the Gungans. Maybe me said Proceeds to like motorboat. Yeah. <laughs> Fictionary to like slave boobs. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just kept it going. <laughs> uh, Poor taste. Casey, I was like, hey, you gotta we go up to a line and you just gotta run right past it. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean the Mandalorian's been like T V fourteen, so <laughs> Well you should go to those uh Twilight uh, healing baths. Well, yeah. Why don't you go check out the Twilight healing baths? <laughs> Buy yourself a Comtono of spice, spice. and you'll, you'll go into hyperspace. When you'll you come out, you'll forget all your troubles. <laughs> hey. God, Carl Weathers rocks, man. Yeah, he is cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Have you guys seen the uh, new featurette that was released on nope. YouTube? Nope. I uh, refused to watch it, but I'm guessing I'm going to have to now. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess. Uh, Oh, you'll be glad you did. All right. This is a oh, wait, no. This is no, a I, I haven't seen this, actually. And actually, guys, I'm pretty sure they, this is the featurette that they showed at the beginning of the, the panel, uh, um, the celebration panel for the Rise of Skywalker panel. Panel, panel, panel. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. I said panel a lot there. Um, you, but you'll probably – I'm going to start us off halfway through. Um, yeah. I mean, this is what they showed. Yeah, like if you remember at the beginning, it's them. Uh, well, we're at one forty-one here. You probably remember it from this clip here. Yeah. Take a few minutes for the Navi computer to calculate the coordinates. A few minutes? Are you kidding? At the rate they're gaining. Uh, no, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> you have to shoot them. Traveling through hyperspace is like dusting ain't like dusting crops, kid. Without precise calculations, we fly too close to a store. They're bouncing to a supermarket, and then <laughs> yeah, be a hell of a. Mess. What's that? So you guys remember that? <laughs> Ella Guinness was not amused there. It's like no, <laughs> what is no? Just an old man out of his out of his time. Yeah, he didn't seem impressed. So everybody on the podcast listening, look up Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker featurette that just came out today. Uh, this was released at the Star Wars Celebration panel, but this is the first time it's been released to the public. It wasn't even on the live stream before. Um, but here we go. As I have seen, 
This has nothing to do with past, present, or future. Star Wars could be in any of those areas. It's a big part of what makes these films so important to pass on from generation to generation. I feel honored that I've been allowed to continue the journey. It's very cool to meet someone inspirational to a generation of moviegoers. Those that have gone before you, incredible artists in their own right. You delve deeper in your appreciation and respect for that. Oh my gosh. It feels like I was just in a time machine and I had traveled back to when they first started filming Star Wars. If you're a kid watching this 100 years from now, 500 years from now. Thanks, me. You see this inevitability, this story conclude in a way that feels thrilling and shocking and funny and emotional and satisfying. I like these films. I think there's a legacy that's important. <laughs> Episode 9 will be a conclusion of a story that is over 40 years in the making. Action! So all stops are out and... Uh... It's all go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty pretty cool. Now, I noticed something when I was just watching this with T earlier. Uh, So we get some clips here starting about here, I think. Um, Where are we at, guys? We're at 2.30. So here we have Ray talking to Zori Bliss. We've got Jana. Here's Ray in that. She seems white to be in that white room shot. And you remember last week we were yep. talking about she was, do we think she was sneaking around? This really looks like she's sneaking around. Yeah. I, swear God, I swear to God, that girl is Enfys Nass reincarnated, dude. Hey, it could be. Could be. Looks just like it. That'd be cool to pull in, pull that in, you know? Um, yeah, I, I agree though, Josh. Looks like she's like sneaking around. Yeah, she is being yeah, super she's, sneaky. She's being super sneaky, 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 sneaky snake. That almost and she and she and she has her old staff too. Yeah, she's carrying that all over the place with her. This so that which is does it look like she might be injured? Uh, why would she? Why would she have the staff? It kind of looks like her old, her normal arm wraps from episode yeah, one. Just, well, it's just like dark, very dark right here. Dirty. All right. She's why, 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 why would she have the staff, though? Force a habit? I don't know. Why does she carry a blaster? Yeah, the staff's be, big, though. What the this hell? This might just be a vision. She would, she, you'd think she'd just have a lightsaber. Well, she has a lightsaber on her belt, too. She does. She does. She has a lightsaber. We know she's carrying that, that uh, blaster still. We get a shot of Finn. Here we have the uh, blockade runner, which uh, last week, Casey, I was telling the guys that uh, – and the novel Resistance Reborn that takes place between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, we learn how they get this blockade runner, and it is not the Tantive V4. Some explosions. Some explosions. Cracking up. I don't like how I recognize the lights on top of the blade, the blockade runner on the ceiling. What's that? Yeah, it took me out of it. I use those, I've used those lights. Oh, <laughs> they're like normal lights, but they're placed and trying to be disguised. Carrie Fisher, Carrie, yeah, it was so cool to see young Carrie again. Okay, now here's 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 what caught my eye with T earlier. Yep. So who do we have here? 
Well, you have Carrie. Looks like a little wicket. You have a young wicket. Young yeah, Warwick wicket. Davis, young yes. wicket. On the side of Return of the Jedi. And then we have old. Oh, man. Warwick Davis <laughs> looking up at, he's wearing an Ewok costume. Old yes. Warwick. What are you doing? I, I think he's looking up at his costume for the Rise of Skywalker as an it, older wicket. It could be it could be a red herring though. They could like John Favreau has said over and over again that he wants to remake the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> there That's were no there were no Ewoks in the holiday special. Yeah, but there could be now. There could be now, but okay, let them. All right. It could be a red herring case. You're right. You're right. It could be a John Harrison kind of thing, like uh, with the Star Trek Into Darkness. But for a what two for a one second clip <laughs> that how many people are gonna realize except for a nerd like me? Um, I think this yeah. is confirmation, guys. I mean, we're, we're yeah, I around that area. Wicked, Wicked survives. Wicked survives. Wicked's back. Maybe he takes care of Baby Yoda. Oh man, just too much cuteness. <laughs> All in one place. Now, do you Baby think Yoda? That and, wow, that'd be amazing. These Ewoks will blink. Probably. Yes. Do you think? Do you think Warwick Davis would take offense that Sean just called him cute? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he was cute. I said, I said the Ewoks are cute. <laughs> he is pretty yeah. cute, though. Cute guy. No, but man. That gets me pumped all over again. Just for, I want, I want this to connect everything. Just to be the 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 end. I want every all. single connection possible ever made. I want. Who do I want? I want Jar Jar somehow tied into this. Jar Jar. Yes, I want Gungans. That I would want, be. I want be Gungans. Gungans. I hope. I hope that we get to see Gungans. In Rise of Skywalker. Just tie all those things together. I want to see Gungans. I want to see Ewoks. I want to see Chigawas. I want to see everything. Yeah, it's no. not outrageous to think that you would see Gungans on a water planet. All right, all right. Well, it kept, uh, Well, I mean, are they anywhere other than Naboo or whatever? We, I'm yeah. sure they've gone out. Like, we've seen Twi'leks and other things out and about, but... We've never seen Gungans anywhere else, but JJ said he's drawing everything together for this. I just want, man, I, what would you guys say to a Jar Jar Binks cameo? <laughs> Jar Jar. I, I guess it depends on his, uh, well, I see like if my guess would be is that he, if he was still alive, he would have been on one of the planets that were destroyed in the Force Awakens. <sighs> oh, well, hey, we so ready to do us a poop. <laughs> they, they did their part. <laughs> so, if the Darth Jar Jar story is real, maybe we see a Force ghost of an evil Jar Jar. Ooh, an evil. Snoke. Awesome. Snoke was just a puppet of Palpatine. Palpatine. Oh, Snoke was just a puppet. Palpatine's just Jar -Jar. a puppet of Jar Jar. Yes. <laughs> there are quotes to George Lucas saying Jar Jar is the key to all of this. Well, yeah. I, Casey, I remember you brought up that huge, was it a Reddit thread? Yeah, dude. And it goes huge so into detail. And it, it's, it makes it so much more interesting to like watch it with that in mind. Mm. <laughs> I've done the entire Roach edit with that in mind. Just in case. Yeah, I guess I won't take a nap then. Yeah. 
I, I want to see some calamari flan in the Rise of Skywalker. Calamari flan. <laughs> calamari flan. I want to eat some calamari flan. We should make that for Saga Day. Like somebody, Casey, see or you know, somebody see if somebody can make calamari flan. My wheels have already been turning, John. Oh, you're making a calamari flan. It, it would just, it would just be called that. I, I think it would just be essentially. No, I want like fish pudding. <laughs> I, want sea, I want like seafood pudding. I'm going to get some calamari and I'm going to. I, I have a recipe for quick and easy flan. So all we need <laughs> is calamari. So all we do is we make the flan, we get the baby bullet, and we just mince up some calamari. We just add a little bit in the. And then we just dye it blue a little bit. We make little forms out of it. Just. There we go. Calamari flan. <laughs> you probably would eat it just to just, do it. Just say he did it. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you wanted to, like, make it, make it, you could just do something with, uh, like, an LED light underneath a glass pan so it kind of glows blue. Well, that's that's not even uh, – calamari flan's like the currency. That yeah, they I know. I, I, I was know. it glowing blue? I thought I knew it was kind of blue. It's, I didn't think it was – It was, like, bluish, blue, yeah. bluish, but I think huh. – uh, I think it would look cooler if it was gone. The other thing I'm trying uh, – you know what? I'm not even going to tell you. I have another idea. I have another idea for what is going to be a course for Saga Day. Listeners, look out. You know, keep an eye on our uh, our Facebook group and on our Instagram for what one of the main courses for Saga Day is going to be. It is – it's canon. But I'm not even going to tell you guys what it is. But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, a little bit disgusted. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> hey, did, did, speaking of uh, blue stuff, does anybody know that stuff they were drinking in the in the Mandalorian? That like fluorescent, bright blue drink was that just blue milk, or was that that looks like no, that was that was it's based off the krill? Yeah, the krill, whatever they were harvesting. That's what like those shrimp, sh- shrimp juice. Yeah, shrimp juice. I think mm. there's something more yummy it, though, because they hadn't. Well, we're, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, we have one more thing to cover before we get into that, and that is this TV spot that came out yesterday. Oh, whilst I was watching the Lions get yeah. beat down by the Bears, yeah. it wouldn't have been Thanksgiving. Go Bears! If the Lions hadn't have just given up at the end of the game, um, given up. That is the Chicago for enough time to uh, to not well, be mad about it. Well, I mean, you got the Lions, you got the Bears. Who knows? Oh just grew up worse. Um, but here we have Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker dual TV spot. Casey, you haven't seen this? I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. You will be. You will be. You will be. Let us see. This will be the final word in the story of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets now. Ah! Hey, ah, ah. This will be the final word. The final word in the story of Skywalker. Somebody important to Poe. Dude, duel, duel, of, duel of Fates, though, man. Freaking Duel of Fates. 
intermixed with the Imperial March. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's, I think that, I mean, it sounds like a good mix. It's, it sounds like it would make sense, too. With the... Dude, just the fact that they're, that they're bringing in something from the prequels is awesome. Well, if you remember, we talked about this several weeks ago. Sean, you and I talked about this today. Um, John Williams' brother came out and said, like, yeah, he's John Williams. He's mixing in bits and pieces of all these, every big motif, every big piece of music you could think of for the whole saga. The, you know, the Imperial March, the Duel of the Fates, Leia's theme, the Binary Sunset. sunset. It's all going to be, if you know it, you're going to hear it. It's all going to be mixed into The Rise of Skywalker. That's awesome. The final word. In the Skywalker story. Yeah. Somebody was saying this is, it just all the lines and stuff that we've heard for this movie. It's the most self-aware Star Wars movie. Um that there has <laughs> like this will be the final word. Like, okay. You're just yeah, okay, we know. <laughs> we know. We know. Uh <laughs> but no, uh so we see here in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, dual TV spot. We get some more shots of them fighting on Kefbur, the ocean planet of the ocean moon of Kefbur, which more and more I'm thinking is the ocean moon of Endor, not the forest moon of Endor. Star Cross Lovers. <laughs> Did you see the post on? I think it was on Reddit. It was like, could you imagine if a character from Star Wars came to Earth? Because they would be so, minds would be exploded. Well, their minds would be exploded by the fact that we have ice and forests and oceans all on the same planet, as opposed <laughs> different to ecosystems. Being, yeah, as opposed right? to each planet being a specific thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Never, never thought of it that way. <laughs> right, so, like, Josh and I were talking about this scene that's about to come up the the whole jumping of the rock and how she's shooting them how we, how in the last trailer she was just shooting and we assumed it was the the launch yeah. stormtrooper yeah the jet, jet trooper. Trooper. sorry now, now Casey is that what you and Larry used to do on like the uh, snowmobiles Yes. <laughs> uh, not intentionally. That's only when they came unstuck and T Bone Jones, my stepdad, told me to throttle it. This is... As soon as I got unstuck, I supermanned it. <laughs> supermanned it. it. Right here. Three seconds later. Yeah, so we see the uh the guy in the uh, I don't even know what you call it, a tread bike or something, and he just gets blasted out of the he air. Right. Kind of like letting go before it got shot though. BB eight, like what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, this is BB-8 right before he deploys that uh, canister or maybe right afterwards that we saw in one of the previous – all those little fireworks, like those dust fireworks or whatever, that pink yeah, fireworks. The Festival of Colors. Festival <laughs> of Lights. Star Wars Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, Star Wars orgy. <laughs> what can we expect at this orgy? Machines. Machines. <laughs> Droids. Oh. <laughs> uh lando and l337 okay um speaking of l337 here's the millennium falcon yeah uh now it looks to me these are it's flying through some and being chased by tie fighters and it's some sort of uh tunnel but it's ice so could this be the same planet that the, the glacier the glacier we see the star destroyers coming out of ice um, wherever that throne is, it's all icy. 
That would make sense. Yeah. I think a good portion of this movie, we said it on the last podcast, Sean, you said it, I believe, a good portion of this movie is going to take place on whatever this ice planet is. At least a bunch of I would certainly think so. (laughs) We see Finn taking some people out. Next shot. Man, there is nothing but those Sith Dagger TIE Fighters. One, two, three of them. Like swarming. On this uh, X-Wing. Look like a bomber ship. And it's an awesome it. shot right there, though. Man, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifty, six. At least <laughs> eighteen to twenty <laughs> Star Destroyers. Dude, I think you get a lot more than that. Bomber. If you look at the bottom, like right third, yeah, that thing. Look, uh, kind of reminds B-wing. me. Of the, uh, uh, is that what it is? The B-wing. Yep. Now, it does look like someone's trying to bomb in something. At least one, two, three, four, five, six of these Star Destroyers have those mega guns. Mega guns. Mega goon guns? Mega goon guns, <laughs> says Jet Lucas. I mean, I think you could expect them all to There goes the X-Wing. That's crazy, man. Yeah, there's the mega gun in the previous shot. But, yeah, here's this X-Wing getting just taken out by these uh, – Sith Dagger TIE Fighters, and yeah. yes, close. What wait? What does Poe say, Sean? Uh, what does he say? No! <laughs> oh, the noise that the noise I just made. Yes, yes, you had it right. He says, <laughs> "Yeah." As uh, this X-wing plummets into one of the Star Destroyers, the saga. Now, big catch here, guys. Ray with a hood. It looks to me like she's back on Octo, where Luke Skywalker was. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. Back on Octo, we see what she looks like with a hood up, and we see a destroyed TIE fighter in front of her. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Interdasting. Interdasting. What could this mean? Speculate responsibly. Some she went back there to check on Luke afterwards, and somebody followed her. I don't know, mm. but she knows Luke's gone, right? They say that at the end of the Last Jedi. Like, it wasn't it was peaceful? It was purposeful. Could there, could there be something there that she needed to retrieve? She goes back to get Luke's lightsaber. Ignite Ooh. the green. Ignite the green. Could be. What do you think, Case? Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to figure out because uh, I'm looking behind it. And doesn't look like any sort of like crash landing pad type deal. Yeah, it definitely like doesn't it. look like it skidded anywhere. It just straight yeah, it plummeted. Like, yeah, it looks like it's, it just fell out of the sky. Well, but it's sitting up. Hmm. Good point, guys. What if she pulled hmm. it? It could have been there and then, it, you know, she exploded it. What if she, what if she flew it there? And someone else exploded it? And she exploded it. What if she exiles herself just like Luke Skywalker did? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I was going to go with that. Yeah, like Great yeah. great minds, Casey. Great minds. Think like... Great minds. Think mine. like mine. Great minds think like mine. No one should think like Josh Roach. Well, only <laughs> the greatest of us. <laughs> Myself, Casey, and uh, Hugh Jackman, the greatest showman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Next shot, we have, uh, oh, Babu Frick. 
Babu Frick. Chuckling. He's they should, have, they should have brought in uh, <laughs> what's his face, the guy. What's uh, his face? Uh, you Little know Babu Frick. No, 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 not Babu Frick. Well, that's who. Le- 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 no, Nian Nunnab. <laughs> yeah, should have brought him in for that scene. <laughs> well, little Babu Frick, if uh, our listeners will remember, he is the little guy who's working on the back of C-3PO. He comes with the C-3PO Black Series. He's not uh, a monkey. He's what? Not he's, a monkey. He, he's not a monkey. Sean, those are monkey know. hands. No monkeys. No monkeys. Come on. <laughs> we, we all know there's going to be monkeys. There could be monkeys. In episode nine. Like, it's pretty much... Uh, it's a given thing at this point. I, I would. That would be pretty. That'd be cool. I'd enjoy seeing monkeys. I want to know what Babu. What's tickled Babu Frick? It looks but, like the place where C three PO. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's the guy that's working on the back of C three PO's head. So this is his shop, presumably. But uh, let's see. Next shot we get is Kylo taking one, taking one last look at my friends. <laughs> Frick's just chuckling at that. <laughs> <laughs> you thought <laughs> you thought they were your friends. They just came here to get your memory wiped again. So uh, igniting this. So we we get Kylo igniting the saber. We've seen this shot before, but now we see he shows us his dark side. I mean his backside. <laughs> his backside. And uh, he's walking towards some doesn't, lightning. Some lightning. Doesn't that look like some sort of cliff face? Yeah, it looks like it, it kind of reminds me of where Ray went, where she saw the multiple images of Ray in the last Jedi. Ooh, there could be something to that. So we see the lightning strike again. Where does the lightning originate from? Does it originate from the ground again? It, it looks like it, yeah. Hmm. And then we see a new shot of Kylo spinning around to face somebody with his lightsaber, and he looks hangry. Have- Look happy. Yeah, He's angry. Look. He's have a Snickers, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo should have came to Thanksgiving. What does Kylo turn into when he has a Snickers, though? <laughs> Fabio with black hair. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other movie he's in that I just watched? He turns Lucky. into Baby Yoda when he has a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's facing up. I mean, he is. Facing off against somebody, like he is. Does it look like he's just igniting his lightsaber, like to be threatening? Like, no. I know you and I were talking about when we were in like full, full on regular play that we thought maybe he was shooting force lightning, and then we slowed it down. Yeah, we kind of thought when we watched through the first time that he was shooting some lightning because you got a lightning in the shot before and a lightning in the shot afterwards. But then we slowed it down, and we were like, nope, he's just pointing his sword or. Yeah. Saber, but we see Ray in front of this throne, throne again, again with lightning all around her. I think we get the surprised look, and we the get the su- actual, yeah, actual close up of her face being surprised because Palpy's, Palpy's like rising out of the ground right here or something. <laughs> I don't think that's the old face, sir. Uh, yeah, it looks like let's see, yeah, it looks like lightning's rising out of the ground again, all around this. Throne. Just so we know, lightning actually comes from the ground. Okay, Casey. <laughs> Just so we know. False. 
does not come from the ground. <laughs> it sends a go ahead, Casey. A negative charge. Take it away, Bill Nye. Go ahead. I'm, I'm good. I went to a liberal arts college. It doesn't not come from the ground. <laughs> it might appear as if it does. So, so what 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 is Ray seeing here? Um ooh. is she seeing Palpatine? Dark Ray. I think that's Dark Palpatine's chair. I thought it was Palpatine. Yeah, so Casey, I want to get your take on this. So what do you think? Can you go back to the shot of like the like the throne looking thing, Josh? So we had a discussion on this last week about what we think this is. I mean, do you think it's like a throne or what what do you think, guys? Well, I mean, it looks like the thing where we kind of saw a portion of like a hood, you know, a hooded character while Papatine was laughing uh, as the entire throne was moving forward. That's what I think she's looking at. What's up, guys? This this outcropping here, what do you think it is? Yeah, that that thing. I I think it's just part of it. That looks it looks it looks like the emperor's chair, at least in the back portion of it. Yeah. But obviously made to look more menacing via sharp pointy rocks. Yeah, it looks like uh um it has the Sith symbol. So is this I mean we talked about last week that this doesn't look like something that it was just like freshly created. Like this is an ancient looking rock thing. Yeah. So yeah, I know Last week I mentioned the the book Dark Dis- uh, Disciples yeah. and how um, Palpatine was talking about the the upside down yeah <laughs> the uh, the dark uh, Jedi underneath oh yeah the Sith Temple we've talked about yeah. this before the Sith Temple underneath the Jedi Temple and actually if you guys are playing Fallen Order um. I think there's a little bit of that in there. And in in this last week's episode of Star Wars Resistance, they find a Jedi temple and underneath it is a Sith temple. So this is like a common thing. The Jedi went around and built temples (laughs) over Sith shrines. It's like building like something over an Indian burial ground. Why would you do that? On purpose. Why would you do that? (laughs) On purpose. Seems like a bad idea. It did not turn out well for Poltergeist. Tom Tom Cruise, why why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) The Jedi are jerks. Yeah, I mean it does look ancient, but and you know, and it's also like the chair itself is modeled off of. It looks just like the emperor's chair in terms of design, with like the rivets in the back and the, kind of the shape of so, the actual chair itself. So if this is Palpatine sitting on it, it I mean, do you think it's something he like recently created? Is this some ancient thing he found? Ancient. Has he? It's did, ancient, I think. Ancient. Well, I think his chair in the Death Star was modeled after this chair. Really. And it's possible, we've talked about this in the past in terms of cloning and how the dark side can't be contained in a specific body. And we, what we've seen in The Last Jedi and also in The Fallen Order is that you can actually cut yourself off from the Force. Yeah. Um, so maybe he cuts himself off from the Force temporarily, which is why the Jedi don't know that he's there and blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as he... I mean, the only time he starts to g- degenerate, really, when he starts to look like the Emperor... Granted, he's getting force lighting blasted at, back at him, <laughs> is, is when he starts to use his dark side powers. Hmm. Yeah, but the, but the, yeah, but but I mean, I guess it's not canon anymore. But in Plagueis, they use their you know they use their powers and such, and uh, they're still not detected by the Jedi. Yeah, 
but that's not canon. That's not canon. Yeah, it's not official it's, canon, so it may have it's, not. That's true. I think. Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of enforcing this cut them cut yourself off from the force thing with this last video game and the last Jedi. Have you played Fallen Order? I'm currently playing it. I'm playing it stupidly on the Jedi Master level, and it's taken me. There's like a couple boss fights. At least three of the different boss fights that I've done so far that's taken me like an hour and a half to do just because I keep dying and trying to figure it out. And what's stupid is I get pissed, I go to bed, or like I come back like an hour or two later and I beat it the first time I come back. <laughs> and you just need to take a break for a little bit. How good yeah. is it so far? What, what would you give it? I've heard it's pretty good. Oh, it's, yeah, it's super good. Dude. I have not played it yet. It's super good. I've only yeah. gotten uh, – I played – What's that planet called? I went to Dathomir first. See, Dathomir is a place you go to after you go to some of the other places. Don't spoil it? Well, it gives you the option no to go spoilers. to Dathomir. I went to Dathomir it, it first, does. and then I went to Favo. You went to Zepho? Zepho, that's it, yeah. I don't know. Watching uh, Roach play, I can tell you we play differently. I went to, I went to <laughs> Zepho, and then there's another planet that's revealed that I went to. And you go back to Zepho. And then once you start to get more in tune with the Force and get more abilities, you can revisit other planets and access right. them to help you out. But uh, I have, right now, I have, I, th- I have all my abilities now. Ooh. But well, you've played a lot more than me then. I have not been a Dathomir. I've been back and forth a few do, different times. Do we hear anything about... Darth Plagueis the Wise. Probably not. Uh, but we could. Oh, don't tell, Casey. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Are you, well, I'm not talking about Fallen um, I, think, yeah, I don't think I'm talking about Fallen Order. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, well. I don't, I don't, mm. I don't think so, because he already kind of hashed that story in terms of that he killed him. Unless he is Darth well, Plagueis. We talked about this last week. Like, everything we know <laughs> about... Uh, Palpatine outside of Star Wars canon, or uh, everything we heard about him outside of the movies is no longer canon. Right, which is terrible. But, but I mean, like we said last week, we he could be. You remember a working title for the Force Awakens was "An Ancient Evil." Hmm. He could be that ancient evil. Palpatine could be bigger than what we think. Hmm. Bigger than they, we think. Darth Plagueis. He could be a grower. <laughs> Not a shower. Not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Like, Terrible. I mean, and Palpatine already looks pretty big as it is. Like, he's a big, he's a big baddie. Uh, JJ did say in an interview this, you know, when he was talking about it was always in the plan to bring back Palpatine. Um, you know, even though him and Lawrence kind of talked about it. Uh, Ryan... Didn't touch on it. Terrio said he wasn't going to bring back Palpatine, but according to JJ, when him and Lawrence talked about, you know, forming this trilogy, their plans were they were talking about bringing back Palpatine. Pablo said that there's always been a plan for this trilogy, but it, just like George Lucas, it was written in pencil, so things could be erased, brought back, brought in, brought, in, brought back. Um, but I think that uh, Palpatine could end up being a bigger evil than what we knew. Like, he could be that ancient evil. 
Hmm. Like, the, like the Sorcerer Supreme and Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Guess we'll have to guess we'll have to see. Ugh. Three weeks. Uh, yeah, he said like think about it. He he's been saying like he wants this to be he just said it in that featurette, the Skywalker featurette we just watched. Um this is a nine movie saga. It's meant to be all watched together, should all flow together. He said in an interview, he said, How weird would it be for the big bad to be missing from the final you know, from the final act, from the third act. Yeah, it would be weird. I mean, and it makes sense hmm. to have Palpatine come back because this is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, and the entire Skywalker saga is hinged on Palpatine being the big bad guy. I mean, that uh, is the voice we hear. This is the end of the Skywalker story. This could, could be, I know, I tried. Could be another red herring. Who knows? But I, I doubt it. Like it makes sense to have him come back. It well. In this, okay, so if it's if it's if it makes sense to have the big bad come back, you know, if he says it, it doesn't make any sense not to have Palpatine. It also, Sean, doesn't make any sense not to have the chosen one, not to have Skywalker. Right, but oh man! But the thing is, though, is that at least in the old canon, he had played around with cloning and things like that. So maybe in his original body. Yeah. You might well, see Anakin as like a force ghost or as like a voice, just like we heard Obi-Wan. Oh, we're seeing Hayden Christensen. And Casey, you have to forget the old way. You gotta remember this is the new this is the way. Damn, I'm a baby boomer, I guess, in terms of Star Wars. This is the way. Uh, uh, do we want to take any bets on if we see Hayden Christensen or not? Right now. We don't have that in the books. I will take. I will take a bet that I say we see him. Five dollars. We see Hayden Christensen. Okay. Yeah, what, if, what if? What if? What if everyone says yes? <laughs> then nobody gets paid. Nobody, nobody gets it. No you don't think? But you think so? Then, case. I think we see. I think we might see a force ghost or like Hayden a, that, that. That counts as seeing him. Yeah, that yeah or, or like a flashback, but I don't think you're gonna. I would say that also. I would say that alive. also counts. That also counts, yeah. But I think we're seeing Force Ghost hating. So do you want to get specific then, Force Ghost or flashback? No, I don't want to. I, I just want to say that we see. Yeah, we I'll see say we Hayden Christensen. What do you think, T? We see an Anakin Skywalker hating Christensen. I think I agree with Casey. It's going to be a, a Force vision. Or a vision. Oh, ghost. Sorry. So this bet is null and void. Yeah, because no, everybody thinks we see Hayden Christensen. Well, that's a good thing for us. Maybe some listeners will take us up on this bet. Yost, what do you think? Yost, Yost. It'll cost you fifteen dollars to get in on this bet. Well, twenty, I guess, with T here. Don't. Uh, That's only if you lose and you and you think that he's not going to be in it. So, to all our listeners out there, um, we're going to be putting up a uh, putting up our, all our bets, our questionnaire for the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm looking for a good site right now where you can uh, like take a poll, take polls, and see where everybody stands. Kind of calculate the odds. Figure out, uh, and then whoever wins, like uh, maybe we'll have a little prize for you. Sounds Never good. Any ads. 
Never tell me the odds. All right, let's get into let's get into some Mando here. Some Mando, Mando episode. Mando. Oh wait, I I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. I have spoken. You've not spoken. I've not spoken. But Sean has spoken. Uh, Mando chapter four. Yeah. Sanctuary. 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 Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Ron Howard's. So, Sean, I uh, I have to say we were wrong about this episode. We were wrong, but we still could be right. I think this was kind of a, a good standalone episode, you know, build some character and stuff what, like what, that. What did but you it, guys say? Recap. <laughs> so, so we kind of thought that after episode three, when the Mandalorian and all the other Mandos came down, he kind of left. That and it showed the flashback, and it showed you know his parents throwing him down into that like pit, and then putting the cover over, and then they implies they die, and then you see the super battle droid. What we thought is that in the beginning of this episode, that it would show somebody killing that super battle droid, somebody that the Mando, you know, that ended up saving the Mandalorian and like helping raise him or bringing him into the Mandalorians. Right. But this that, wasn't a flashback episode, essentially. It wasn't. Yeah, they didn't show any flashback. So no we thought we, we, we thought that it would show who saved that person. Josh thought it might be like Yoda. We thought maybe Obi Wan, maybe somebody else, maybe some other kind of Mandalorian. And then after he leaves the big Mandalorian fight in episode three, he goes to that person. So mm-hmm. it kind of ties whoever in and, yeah, whoever took him in, he goes and seeks them out, you know, when he's looking for someplace safe to go. We did but, get confirmation, though, like I was telling T when we watched it earlier, confirmation that he was not born a Mandalorian. He was taken in and adopted by the Mandalorians and adopted he, the Mandalorian ways. He, right. was a found, he was a foundling. Yes. And I did tell Josh that we learned three things today. Three things. That he took off his helmet the other day. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. And he was at least 10 years old. When he put it on. Yep. Yes. And that no one has seen him since without his helmet. And then I asked, and Sean, do you think he shaved? Do you think he shaves? I think he probably does. I think he probably Would you shave? Otherwise, his beard would be outside of his helmet. Be like <laughs> would you shave? Or would they, you obviously, they obviously have to take off their helmet. When the Mandalorians are saying, have you ever removed your helmet? They're talking about it in front of people. Well, that's what we, that's what we exactly. thought. Exactly. Yeah, that they was confirmed. Today. They didn't say it explicitly. It takes it off, and it's just like this disgusting. He literally. <laughs> oh, we lost some. Oh, what happened? We lost no, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, Sean. We lost you, Sean. Uh, that's right. Can you hear me? No, we, we can <laughs> there we go. You were, just... <laughs> you were being very active, but we could not hear you. Uh, we could see was... what you were saying, but we couldn't hear you. He, he takes the helmet off. He literally <laughs> hasn't taken it off in 25 years, and it's just gross, like, dirty, crusty mess. And everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he, has, he, has, like, he has, like, pink eye. <laughs> He's, like, never <laughs> washed his face. One of his eyes are how, is the, how is feces getting into his helmet? <laughs> the, the amount of, like, plaque on his teeth would just be, like, gross. What, what do you mean? Like, there's, there's been scientific studies that if you have your toothbrush out and open in the bathroom, it has poop particles on it. So if you're just wearing your helmet all the time, oh. it's got to be filled with Just seeping up there? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it's uh, vacuum sealed and he farts. So, and his- some- <laughs> So, somebody out there on the interweb, somebody like on Reddit or something, needs to do a uh, draw a really good detailed picture of what it would look like if he literally hadn't taken his helmet off. Yost, this sounds like a scientific Yoast question. 
Um, what would happen if somebody wore a helmet for 25 years straight? Did it take it off? <laughs> took it off. <laughs> the, oh. Their hair would be well. Their hair would be disgusting. <laughs> I think. I think the hair would push because we saw at the end with the the lady, the widow. Yes. The lifting widow. up his helmet an inch or two. Oof. And she, she wanted more than that. I think she, that, wanted, she wanted to lift something up an inch or two. And she wanted she wanted his she, other helmet, his purple. She helmet. wanted an inch or two. That's for sure. She wanted an inch she or two. She did once. She wanted some of that Beskar steel. Yeah. <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip. Oh yeah, she wanted the helmet, some sort but, of. She wanted but, a uh, grower, not a shower. I feel. I feel like if his hair had been growing inside of his helmet, it either his helmet would be like five inches above his actual head. Or, somebody, somebody needs to draw this. Like Ro- Roach, you're a pretty good artist. Will you please, like, try to draw this? <laughs> just wrapped around his face. I did. I did just try on Roach's uh, Kylo Ren helmet, and I was like, "Where does his hair go?" Because I am a, a rather long-haired guy. Yeah, he's got Kylo Ren hair. I do have Kylo Ren hair. So you scared me there. Like you said, I, I, I just tried on Roach's, and I was like, "Oh man, where's this oh going? man, where's that going?" Everybody wants to try on Roach's. Fill in the blank, or I'll fill it in for you. Um, <laughs> where are we going with this? What are we talking about? We know he doesn't have... So the the Star Wars saga does not care about long hair. That's what we're getting at. Yeah. If he, we do not know if he has long hair or not. He could. Could. It just yeah. disappears when they put on their helmets. It didn't, long locks didn't fall down tangled style when he did remove his helmet while eating that meal in this episode. The cheeks. Right. And, and you also have the female Mandalorian blacksmith. Yes. Maybe the hair is tucked into the back of the armor. Yep. The tribe. She seems to be like the shaman, like the leader of their tribe. We did say last yeah. week that she yeah. is the leader. Yeah. Or we think she's the leader. Casey, let's okay. So yeah, that Casey, let's hear your thoughts on episode three or chapter three, the sin. I I loved it. It felt super cinematic. Um, I love the fact that he gave the child over, but then he also asked a question, which was against code. But he went back, and even uh, Carl Weathers, Weathers' character was like, "Oh, this made me rich," and trying to make everyone else jealous. There, all the other bounty hunters there. They hate you, man. They all hate you. I got all of them. None of them helped. Or what does he say? Yeah. Well, he said, like, so, so, like, he says, Who was in on this? All of them. All of them, man. Yeah, they're all in on it. And, and they're all weighing the best car in their mind. And then Carl Weathers says something like, So, what can I do for my favorite partner? Or something like that. My, you, you made me rich, even. <laughs> so why, why would hey, he say that? Look at the steel that was made from the corpses of your people. And let so me just why, why laugh he, about it. Why, why would he say that if he wasn't trying to paint a mark on the Mandalorian's back? Yeah. Because his armor is worth more than any of the bounties that he has. Someone could just put out a bounty and then just split the armor. Well, that's what they were going to do at the end, right? They were like, well, we'll just kill you and then we'll scrap. Take you for parts. Yeah, we'll take your body right. for parts. Right, right. But um, the thing, the thing is though, with that is like the, the 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 code. So they went back on the code. There is this code that exists. The code yeah. of the guild. Yep, the, the body hunters code. Code of the guild. 
just just like the Mandalorian has a religion of you know not putting down their weapons or stuff like that. Weapons don't take off your helmet. Religion. Don't this let your helmet. Be, don't let your the, helmet be removed. Don't remove yeah, your helmet in front of others. The, the, the bounty hunter code is kind of like a religion or a very strict fraternity type thing. So I, 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 yeah, this is the way. I don't think that they would do that. This is but then once he once he goes in. Oh, and we also see vibroblades for the first time in real Star Wars life. Yes. We see, and what well, we also saw in the episode before, when he took down the mudhorn, his little vibro knife. Yeah, but it didn't. Butter knife. Yeah. Don't forget that. It's a vibro butter knife. That, but it, you couldn't really tell it was a vibro knife when you saw yeah, it. It was very quick. Knew it was a vibro knife. Yeah, you, like I rewatched it after that. And the Trandoshans actually were using vibro blades. In chapter two, going back and rewatching that, the weapons that the Trandoshans were using when they jumped him in that canyon, they're vibro like axes, Gamorrean style. Dude, what if we get a vibro? What if we get a vibro knuckler? Yes, I want to see TK. I want to see some like. Yeah, we heard about Ming Now Wen. Ming Now Wen. I'm looking yeah. at you, TK. TK Master. And, and you know what? The best episode for it to have been in was episode four, chapter four. With the uh, the chick, Kara, Kara, Kara yeah, yeah. Huh. No, I'm looking. She at... did have some knuckles on. Oh her. man, she had some moves. You now. hear that tink against that helmet? The way she, I mean, let's talk about Cara Dune. She just manhandled the Mandalorian. <laughs> he crumpled. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like if you look at, see, I wasn't surprised by that because she played one of the villains in the first Deadpool movie. Who right. Super strength. Well, um, look at her. None of us, none of us talking on here could probably take her in real life. <laughs> no, she's jacked, dude. <laughs> Hannah was like, oh, maybe, maybe I can uh, cosplay as, uh, <laughs> as her, as Cara Dune. And then I'm like, yeah, you can do that. She's like, yeah, because then I could be, you know, she's a little bit bigger. And so I was like, yeah, you'd have to put on like 30 pounds of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like put on like paint, like a Hulk suit, skin tone. Like, yeah, she's she's tough. I, like the one thing, I, and I messaged this to you privately, Josh. I've never really been a huge fan of this lady's acting. I didn't really like her in Deadpool. Right. I don't think she's a very, very good actress, but I think that she did very, pretty darn good in this episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically yeah. all I have to say about yeah, her. Yeah, I thought she acted yeah. really well. She's I definitely... Like, I liked her character. Cast-typed. Yeah. Type yeah, it's like the, the, the very, very strong female lead. Yeah. I think they probably just put um, Brendan Wayne, John Wayne's grandson, is one of the... Uh, the stuntman for the Mandalorian. I <laughs> probably just put him in the armor and said, Hey, go attack this chick. <laughs> and then they just shot her destroying him. Beating him. <laughs> Beating him senseless. That one shot that she takes and he just <laughs> crumples. <laughs> you oh. can just see him like in half. <laughs> just he just falls. Yeah, he- he gets yeah, he gets tossed around a good bit there. <laughs> can we talk <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The bo- bone soup is that <laughs> the what it was? bone marrow soup or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, that's the thing too. Like, like you make gravy out of the bones of animals. Like Carla made her homemade gravy 
based off of like chicken bones and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. you can harvest yeah, real bone, thing, bone broth here. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's delicious. It's basically gravy. They're just drinking gravy. Yeah, no, it was just funny watching him sip it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just watching the show. Both of them just pull out their baby, blasters. Baby Yoda when he shows up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was I was cracking up at the very beginning though when he was on the ship and he's like, "Don't touch that." And Yoda like, <laughs> touch or that. maybe Yoda like defiantly like looks at him and just, just like any toddler, like, oh, it was awesome. Just they make sure you're watching them. They're like, watch yeah. me do this, Dad. How, <laughs> how, how freaking uh, cool was the ATST though? I had a very like Jurassic Park like T Rex. Yeah, chasing him feel. Yeah, that's was going out. The most they found the they found the tracks and stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. Something big went through here. The most intimidating I've ever seen in ATSD. Dude, it was awesome. It yeah, just the, makes the, you the, think the of like what they accomplished on Endor. While watching this episode, Roach is like, "I know what that is." <laughs> <laughs> Mid episode, he's like, I know what that was. Well, because if you guys remember, <laughs> weeks, months ago, we had that Lego leak, and it was the Raider ATST from the Mandalorian. So I knew oh, the okay. ATST coming. Yeah, those but Raiders. Those Raiders. What were those Raiders? What I, I don't I, know, man. I, I have like an Urukai feel from those guys. That's what Hannah like Lord said of the too. Rings. That's what Hannah said too. So they're just like they're like orcs. Yeah. Kind of, but they obviously had a mission. They had these vats with this Imperial tech on it. And they also had... You think somebody else was uh, sending them to do that? I think that there was something... uh, Yeah, there's some sort of higher power in play there. Uh, And then you also have the bounty hunter coming at the end, too. The very end, yes. So people... And I don't know what blaster she had, but that messed his back up. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> the aliens who are harassing the village on the peaceful planet of Sorgon are called the Klatuinians, and they originate in Star Wars Episode Four: Return of the Jedi. Uh, oh. Back then, they were mostly just one guy, a pirate-looking dog-faced na- guy named Barada. Remember I said it looks like the guy from Return of the Jedi? W- was, was he in the Jawa's Palace or something? He was on the skiff. Hold on. Oh, okay. You can, you can, you can, rewind, this. You can rewind this and hear Josh say Episode Four: Return of the Jedi if you want to. That's why I said, episode six, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> It'll all be fixed in post. Good thing I do all the editing. Um, I have it recorded. All the editing. But right here, this is the guy I was thinking of. A Klatuinian. If it loads. Here it comes. Here it comes. There he is. That guy. That guy. At first, Casey, when I first saw him when he was dog-faced, I was like, Bothan? Yeah, I know, right? No, they're not, they don't run on all fours. Give us I still a... don't want to see them. I don't think Bothans run on all fours either. I think they're bipeds. Oh, when they're, <laughs> but when they're sprinting? Yeah, when they're scared, they run on all fours. They got to shut the jacket. <laughs> Only when they're scared, though. Like when they're really, really trying to haul it away. They just re- revert back to their canine. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you look, at, you look at tiny-ass dogs, dude. Like my dog could out-sprint me in a freaking second. So you're saying they walk on their your tiny dog's biped when he's not scared? <laughs> no, no. You just like see you just like see the dog walk on two legs in the background. You're like, what the hell? Well, they do have a YouTube video of the dog walking on the two legs only because he has two legs. Michigan dog man, let's not forget <laughs> Michigan dog man. Michigan. Every seven, every year ending in a seven. Um, 
I will say that this episode felt much more like TV to me. Yeah, this, I would agree. Yeah. This episode, okay, I almost look at it like this. Like um, episodes one, two, and three were like act one, act two, act three. You could almost watch them as like a movie. Which we did. Which we did. <laughs> we, and I think that this is like starting over. We're going to get act four, five, and six, and they're going to be kind of telling like a story. Yeah, I understand that. But what I'm saying is you can tell that uh, Sean uses the word filler, which is accurate. But uh, character mm-hmm. development, like, this, like it was yeah. a lot about character uh, development. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, the overall feeling of, of this episode didn't feel like a movie. I felt like TV. Yeah, I think that the only way – Cara Dune's got to come back into this somehow, right? It felt like an episode of Farscape. Mm-hmm. Never watched Farscape, but – I love that show. There you go. Farscape, Farscape is really good. I love it too. But this is kind of what it felt like, or like an episode of Star Trek. Like they're dealing with this problem at this place, and there happens to be some character development that takes place there. Um, I can actually see that. I – yeah, I mean, I, I would be cool to see an episode, a couple episodes like this, you know, every season where it doesn't really further the main storyline, but there's a whole like cool subplot going on, a standalone well, so, episode. Yeah, so Baby Yoda definitely got some development in this story. Yeah, he uh, he definitely got some some uh, some airtime as a. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say this. Okay, so we got we got uh, Favreau and Filoni. You know, Filoni made Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and he made Star Wars: Rebels. There were episodes of Star Wars: Rebels where everybody called it filler. They were like, "Oh, this is a filler episode." It was like a episode with some sort of like weird space whale. Okay, and the space whale. Space whale. <laughs> What it was, there were space whales, and they could travel through space and hyperspace. It turns out this is how people, um, they found out they went and they, like, ate the, the, uh, the gas or whatever that they ended up harvesting and making, like, hyperfuel. <laughs> Not joking. <laughs> they ate the gas, guys. But look, this is how the ancient people, like, they were like, oh, these, they come, they feed off this gas, and then they take off. In hyperspace, this is how they this is how they discovered hyperspace. But look, in Rebels, this is like Rebels season one. Okay, everybody was like, "Oh, filler episode! What the heck are these space whales eating gas? Their flatulence <laughs> is blowing them through space." This has oh, what? Man. This is filler if I've ever seen filler. Fast forward to the last season of Rebels, that all comes in. The space whales show up at the end and are part of the major plan at the very end of this, the big, huge story arc at the end of the series. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this could seem like filler right now. Filoni has done this before where it seems like filler. But him and uh, Favreau have already said they've mapped this out. They've already mapped out that, like, what's happening in season one. I believe that they've already got a set amount of seasons. They already know what their major huge arc is. Like like you guys are saying, maybe Yoda isn't season two. Maybe he's not. Or baby Yoda. But I think they've already got it all mapped out. I don't think there's any such thing as just superfluous filler here. Everything that's happening, even though it might seem inconsequential now, that is not how Filoni operates. Right. But, I mean, so – the thing that I was saying is that there's a very different feeling to this episode. There is. That came previous, which is why I said it felt a lot more like just really, really good TV as opposed to 
a movie. A movie. Yeah. yeah, like a movie. Could yeah. that be too? Um, Bryce Dallas Howard's first time directing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, possibly, but I, I doubt yeah, but... that Row would allow things to go off kilter. And the whole I mean, space well trope has been used in several other different things. Casey, you know, you being, you know, producing and such, I mean, the budget, the budget of this episode versus the budget of other episodes, what are, what are your, this just felt to me like it wasn't, you know, there, there are some episodes where you're going to spend more on. And some I think you spend they blew their this, wad. And this was not a big budget episode. I think they blew their wad on Baby Yoda. There was a lot of Baby Yoda in this episode, and I think they blew it on that this episode. Well, and see, the it's, it's, it's tough to say because post is very expensive in general, and so are things that are natural. Things like hair and makeup, you had a lot of people dressed up, not just in old armor like the stormtroopers when he broke out Baby Yoda. A lot of Klaatuinians. Yeah, you had a lot of those guys. You had the blue vats, you had the CGI krill and the CGI frogs. I want some of that drink, by the way. (laughs) CGI frogs. Yeah, well, blue Gatorade vodka with an LED light underneath the glass. There you go. Make it happen, Case. Um, so where do you guys think he goes from – okay, so at the end, let's fast forward. We get the shot. They, they've de- defeated the uh, the Raiders. And he's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to leave. He's going to leave Baby Yoda behind. What did you guys think of that? Well, I, th- I thought it was a natural progression, like he's going to move on. Mm-hmm. I did and think he was going to leave him, and then I started seeing the, uh, the uh, bounty hunter. Yeah, the fob. Yeah. yeah, and then he, yeah, and then at that point in time, he realized that this baby's never going to be safe. Never and matter. And and like, I guess what this episode did too was at the very beginning, before he even went to the planet, he scanned the planet, and there was nothing there industrialized or anything like that. It's basically a hole in the wall planet, but the presumably Empire has a foothold here in some fashion or another. And the Bounty Hunters Guild can still track him down. So he's going to – I think it made him realize more than anything else that he's going to have to stay on the move. Right. I I, I think that – I didn't think he was actually going to leave Baby Yoda there. I mean, I I figured he – you know, they weren't going to – that wasn't going to be the end of this, you know, them them going around together. But I think it did forward the idea of, like, what you said, is that there's nowhere that Baby Yoda will be safe by itself currently or be hunting it down. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna have to eventually track something down to remove whatever it is that's tracking Baby Yoda. How do they track it? Have they, have they Let's talk that? about that. Those fobs. That's what Hannah and Je- uh, T's wife Jesse was asking me. Um, They're both asking, "How are these fobs working?" And my answer was, "I have no idea." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Is it like the a DNA trace or something the like DNA. that? Or what? Yeah. Like, can't they just, uh, Jesse, his, T's wife was saying, can't they just scan baby Yoda and find where they're, tra- like, if there's a tracker, just remove it? What if it's like the tracker? But, I mean, this, I, don't, I don't think it's a tracker. I think it's like DNA, I, I, yeah, yeah, a yeah. DNA trace or something like you that. You think it's DNA? Well, I mean, it kind of almost has to be. Have a metachlorians. They wanted him alive for something. And, hey, what well, were they, this episode they were getting ready to kill him. So what were they? Extra- well, what were they extracting in in episode th- in chapter three? Did they already extract all of that what they wanted? And were they extracting midichlorians? Right. So I guess here's what I would do if I was a Mandalorian. Well, the man- the midichlorians live are in the blood, right? 
Right. So I, don't think, I don't think there's technology available that you can, you can actually extract just midichlorians to create some sort of force user. Unless you're no. Palpatine maybe making Anakin from the force. Who knows? But um, what I think, if I were the Mandalorian, what I would do is over time take small vials of blood from Baby Yoda and leave them around in various planets as <laughs> I use the word red herring several times, but as red herrings yeah. For all these bounty hunters, so if they get a lead, uh, it's probably just another fake blood. Cancer. Just like they just like track down to like a vase of blood, baby Yoda shaped <laughs> vase of yeah, blood. Just like in, what and the put it, and put it in dangerous places too. That yeah, right. <laughs> in the Starlack. Well, so what, <laughs> what I noticed on our, uh, chapter three was that as soon as he left the building, they start. They were able to start tracking baby Yoda again. Yeah. As soon as he left the building. Yeah, all those yeah. fives went off at once, including Dominic's, a.k.a. Gecko's. But what triggered the fobs? Exactly. What I, I, I thought I, I always thought that like somebody in that compound like really quickly like put the bounty in or something. Well, they could have been reactivated it. it. Somehow the fobs got reactivated. But how what are they tracking? It could have been the scientists that the Mandalorian let live. You think it was the scientist? Doctor Parsing. Doctor Yeah, Pershing. Pershing. Doctor Parsing. 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 But what? Uh, how do they? Okay, so Horatio Sands, the blue guild character from the first episode, yeah. or the uh, the um, the Mon Cal that he almost took the bot. He was going after in chapter three. How do they get all these tracking fobs? So one thought, like if if it's a bounty, I mean, are they saying that these people were like, you know, incarcerated before, and maybe they put a tracking fob in them? Maybe, or, but how? Or it's got to be like Yoda? DNA or something. Like, I don't know how I else they do Yoda. that. It, they it, it has to be DNA. It's got to like, be DNA. That's the only <laughs> logical. And I know movies aren't logical, but this all goes back to Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> If you ever played as a bounty hunter in Star Wars Galaxies, the same thing would happen. You'd get like waypoints of the bounty yeah. that you would go after. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, you know, to go back to how the fobs reactivated as soon as you left the compound, maybe the compound had some sort of thing when, when it was within range, it turned off. You know what I mean? I don't I think T's right. I think, uh, Werner Herzog had to reactivate that. He was like, you know what? Yeah. Reactivate <laughs> bounties back on. Oh, just reactivate for everybody because yeah. all of those fobs like, go off at once. At once, just like when we see the Mandalorian take the deal, like take he takes the bounty and stuff. Like yeah. obviously they weren't all going after him at once. The IG droid went after him at once, and <laughs> hey, I would I said when we talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago, I thought Werner Herzog wanted the. The Yoda species data was probably all from Werner Herzog. That was uh, that was acknowledged and that was confirmed in uh, Chapter Three that it was Werner Herzog. He couldn't care less. He wanted the 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 yeah, and he bounced really quick too because he was there when the Mandalorian was using his like infrared thing and listening yep. in. Yeah, I think like he was talking to Pershing. Yeah, he says he wants you know whatever extract what you want. He wants some blah blah blah. I think he is Moff Gideon, and Moff Gideon is Giancarlo Esposito. Yep. Interesting. And I think we're going to see him next episode, because if these killers are going to keep coming after the baby Yoda, uh, the Mandalorian is just going to have to kill the killers. 
but this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and Werner Herzog. Werner, Werner, Werner Herzog is an old ass man. <laughs> Werner Herner. James Carlo is much younger. But he could still have um, a higher position. He's a moth. Werner right. Herzog we, is. We see, like, he's, he's in this next movie, right? Or is he in The Mandalorian? Uh, Carlo Esposito? He's in yeah. The Mandalorian. He's in The Mandalorian as Moth Gideon. Yeah, they've already said that he's, like, they've showed him on, like, Oh, great. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think that Werner Herzog is Moff Gideon. He, he hmm. might answer to him. I think he's. That's what I'm saying. I think he's talking about like that because Werner Herzog, when uh, the Mando is using his like infrared and he's listening in on him in Chapter yeah, Three. He says, "He says, take what you need. I can no longer keep you safe, though. Basically. I can't protect you from him. Take it. He wanted. He wanted this. He wanted that. And Werner's like, I can't protect you from him. I think he and him." Is Giancarlo Esposito's uh, Moff Tarkin or Gustavo Moff Gideon? Yeah, Gustavo Frank. Gustavo Gideon. How do you say um, Los Pollos Hermanos in Hatties? <laughs> McClunky. 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 Where do you guys think? <laughs> where do you guys think we're going with Baby Yoda? Where are we going with What Baby is the Mandalorian? Yoda? Okay, if, Man, if the Mando saves Baby Yoda, if he goes, if he kills Moff Gideon, if he kills the killers, he kills who's putting out the bounty. A, why do they want him so bad? B, what does the Mandalorian do with him? It just raises him? As a Mandalorian, are we going to get a little boy? Are we going to, yeah, it's his boy. We're going to get a little, uh, little uh, Beskar armor for uh, with his ears popping out. I don't think for you. I don't, I don't think so because he almost let his helmet be taken off and he took off his helmet inside looking out a window. He could have been seen by anybody. (laughs) So that is, that is exactly what my wife said. She's like, what is he doing when the window? They can all just look up at him. (laughs) So she's yelling at the TV. She's like, What's he doing in the window? But obviously, maybe they have some sort of protection screen there that we don't know because if those no, children no, had no, looked up that's, and that's seen just he the <laughs> uncleaned mass uh, of long hair, he just un- shoots un- unkempt, nasty, uh, just putrid flesh. Pink eyed. <laughs> The, 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 the kids scream in terror. He, he's like freaking out because he realizes he's been like. You know, scene. He pulls out his blaster and starts chasing him. He's like, "Oh, they've seen me!" <laughs> no, he pulls. Yeah, he pulls out the. It's like the, the, the pulse rifle or whatever. Oh, just it disintegrates. It disintegrates him. Ah, the whole town. I want one of those so bad. No disintegrations. <laughs> oh man! So literally, before we started this episode, Josh found uh, a short scream, which would have been perfect. Right now, perfect, perfect for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't on have. his sound bites, <laughs> McClunky, McClunky. No, uh, but yeah. What do you? Where do you guys think? Okay, so say the Mandalorian kills Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon's the one that's forget why Moff Gideon wants him. People have said this might be drawn to Palpatine. This might have something to do with the Palpatine's return. Might have something to do with the Snoke. It's been rumored that the Mandalorian's going to set up the formation of the First Order somehow. Well, you did say last episode that you think that the last episode of <clears throat> The Mandalorian is going to cut right into Yeah, it uh, might have something to do with episode, episode nine. nine. But either way, 
say the Mandalorian kills Moff Gideon. Say he kills the people who are after him. What does he do with Baby Yoda? I think Baby Yoda, I think he goes somewhere safe at the end of this season. That's mm-hmm. my guess, is that they find someplace safe where he can't be tracked. So either either all, for some reason, the bounty gets turned off, so they're not tracking him anymore, so the Mandalorian knows he's safe, or there's truly someplace safe that he can't be got, that he ends up at. He can't get got. Can't, can't be got. get got. Somewhere. That, that's that's my got. guess. I, I mean, I slightly agree with you. I mean, <clears throat> the where he can't get got. Um, like we talked about a little earlier about him turning straight from baby Yoda into like teen or adult Yoda. I see that being towards the end episode, him just starting to evolve. Like, like, a, play, like a Pokemon. Evolve, like a Pokemon. <laughs> just straight then, evolve into... And like the Mandalorian has the option to like stunt his evolution. It's like, no, <laughs> you're not, you're not evolving yet. I, you, I like you as a baby. No Raichu for you. <laughs> uh, so T, what do you, what do you think happens at the end of that? So I, I, I literally think the, the episode that we see before Saga Day starts is going to be Baby Yoda going into either Teen Yoda or Adult Yoda, or Yiddle, as we like to call him around here. Little Yiddle Yaddle Yoda. (laughs) Who was saying earlier, though, when they were about to take off his helmet, was either Hannah or Jesse, my wife or T's wife, were like, I think it was Jesse. She was like, what if she thinks, because she calls him his boy. What if she thinks he's just like a grown-up version of Yoda? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, I have a thing for like those species. I didn't realize you were a human. (laughs) I want some big old green ears. Put that that helmet back on. I don't don't want a human. I wanted a Yoda. I wanted a big, tall Yoda. (laughs) Oh, Casey, where do you think he kills the killers? He kills Moth Gideon. He kills everybody who's tracking him. What does he do with Baby Yoda? He's got to take him somewhere safe. He's Here's what travel around with him all the time. Do you think? Too dangerous. Do you guys think there's a possibility? Who's floating around out in the galaxy right now that's force sensitive? Um, Luke. Luke. Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. Well, we don't know that Cal Kestis. That's back, but we don't know. Luke takes on Baby Yoda, and they cover it in the in the new Star Wars movie, and they talk about it. And then when Ray goes back there, which she's clearly back there in that scene, and she, she, finds, she finds Baby Yoda. Baby, maybe well, Baby Yoda is the reason the Baby the Yoda fighter is uh, on fire. Baby Yoda's there. He's all pimply. He's all <laughs> hormonal and upset. He's horny. He's mad. <laughs> just, like, just, just like Groot. Yeah, he's. He's teenage baby, horny, Yo- pimply Yoda. <laughs> yeah, teenage Groot is there as well. Uh, hold on. Just, okay, we got one more thing, Casey. Got one more thing for you. Um, but, yeah, we, we're talking about Luke or possibly Ahsoka is still out there to the best of our knowledge. Ahsoka, I love her blades. Her you love her what? Sabers. Oh. Her oh. lightsabers. <laughs> I that, love her. If that's what you're into. Oh. <laughs> All right. We have a, a message from Yost. 
Yoast. 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 Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, we got, got a share here. Uh, sound. Files advanced. Share computer sound. Here we go. Hey, Josh. This is Yoast Diggs. Here in the Netherlands, we're lucky enough to be part of the pilot for Disney+. Plus. So we had it available here on the Tuesday before the release in America and Canada, I believe. So we are like the only three countries that can watch this uh, The Mandalorian legally. Um, I'm not sure what this means about piracy on the internet, but the FBI will surely find out. Never, never mind. I think The Mandalorian was awesome. I watched all three uh, available episodes, and it's amazing. It's it's getting even better, and it really makes me curious what will happen in the other five episodes that are um, yeah that we have uh, in the upcoming few weeks. So that's that's awesome. Something really to look forward to. Um, yeah. So the only thing is, I cannot really discuss the the scientific questions that I get from the Mandalorian before the end of the series I believe I think then it makes more sense then we have all the clues for it so I will leave that rest for now but I have a question about the um, the rise of Skywalker um, I recently read in the in the papers that there was this girl and she dropped her phone in the bathtub while it was on the uh, on the power cable and she got electrocuted and she just survived it just with uh, yeah with severe injuries but um, in the trailer of the, Re the Revenge of the Sith we see Rey and Kylo Ren battling in the water with lightsabers so my question is if you are standing in the water and you have your lightsaber in your hand and you touch the water what are the risks about that could you could you get seriously injured well the trailer doesn't really reveal that believes not but how scientifically um uh, yeah how scientifically reliable is this uh, depiction of using a lightsaber in the water i think it's a hazard seriously i mean it's but i don't know uh, what are your thoughts about it and let me know thanks so so what happens if lightning strikes the water while you're swimming in it? In, yeah. in a lake. You die. In a lake? How far no. away for, can you be from it? I mean, does well, it, it depends it, does on how much volume, I guess, it's di dispersed through, right? Right. Does it dissipate because it's a large body of water? Is it right. Yes. The, the lightning strikes water all the time. All the, the lightning time. originates from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Originates from the ground. Negative and positive ions. But – and. Uh, yeah, if you're close to it, sure, uh, very dangerous. But if if you're further apart, like I said, lightning, there's storms in the ocean all the time. Lightning's constantly striking it. We still have fish and whales and sharks and stuff in the ocean. Whales? Yeah. Space well, whales. Right. <laughs> Space whales harvesting their farts and stuff. <laughs> harvesting, just shooting farts. into hyperspace. But uh, in terms of in terms of lightsabers, I always kind of looked at them as force slash battery powered. It's like if you were to take a flashlight and hold onto it and draw and and put it dip it in water, it's not going to electrocute you. Hmm. Hmm. But if you're holding on to a hair dryer that's plugged into the wall, I mean. How how hard is it to think they could have waterproof lightsabers? I mean, everything we have now is waterproof phones. Waterproof, they, I mean, water resistant. Sorry, water. Exactly all right, so maybe the lightsabers are water resistant up to seven meters for a half an hour. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the 
right but like uh i I don't think that like the power is not based off of an alternating current that comes from a transformer it's all self-contained in the hands and also in the force so i I don't think that water would do anything to it at all well let's not forget here's the best star wars show of all time 2003 star wars the clone wars the the 2d animated clone wars yost we see the battle of mon calamari now there's probably a lot of calamari flan <laughs> calamari flan floating around in this episode but we see jedi master kit fisto and he is underwater using his lightsaber um he's got a waterproof lightsaber it does look a little attack, distorted if you ask in episode, me in episode two attack of the clones Obi-Wan Kenobi is facing off with Jango Fett in a crazy torrential downpour. Right. And if you fast forward to Star Wars The, the Clone Wars, the, the 3D animated version, here we see Ahsoka's using her lightsaber underwater, and we see um, Anakin uses his lightsaber underwater as well. Yeah, and, and, these, and lightsabers are powered by what? Well, they have power cells. Yeah, but I mean, it's... But they're focused through kyber crystals, which are force-sensitive. Exactly. And they are blades of plasma. Yeah, it's not electricity. Right. Right. So it's just like anything else you can use underwater. You can can weld underwater, right? And weld underwater. It's a very dangerous job. It's dangerous. I, I suppose anything with a lightsaber is dangerous. If if any of the four of us had a lightsaber for any amount, a real lightsaber for any amount of time, we're swinging around, we'd probably lose a limb. I was about to say one of us would look like Luke or Anakin or we'd look like a Skywalker. <laughs> we would join their ranks. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even use it. I'd just sell it. I can't tell you how many <laughs> how, how many times I was like swinging the lightsaber around when we were kids and we accidentally like hit our arms. We were like, oh, <laughs> our fingers. That was the biggest thing. It just oh, <sighs> yep. Yeah, explaining it, that to my kid just oh you lost your arm because you touched it with the lightsaber you can't lose your arm now or you can't use it just hopper <laughs> tis but a flesh wound tis but a flesh wound so uh yost i think the answer to the question is it is not there's more to the lightsaber than meets the eye it's not purely electrical it does have a power cell of some sort but the blade is plasma it is not electric so it's contained plasma somehow. So it's not electric. You're not getting electrocuted. We've midichlorians. Yes. It, the answer all boils down to midichlorians. Midichlorians. Not really, but um, yeah, I, you'll, that, that's it for you. Um, if you have anything else to add, we look forward to hearing uh, some more questions from you for uh, the Mandalorian. Your your questions you have for the Mandalorian, Casey. I know you were talking about wanting to get somebody uh, with uh, a, some a scientific background on to answer some of these questions for us in a more uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we can get Bill Nye himself on. Bill science guy. He might be expensive, but. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would do it. He might do it just out of the kindness of his heart. Will Wheaton. <laughs> Maybe we can get Will Wheaton on. Will Wheaton. But uh, oh, the only thing, the only other thing that I'm just thinking of that I wanted to add for you guys is um, IG-11. We talked about, do you guys think IG-11 is actually gone? Oh, no. no. 
No. So we were actually just talking about that. The uh, the Mandalorian screenshot of on Disney Plus is the Cara Dune, Cara Dune and, and Mandalorian I, and, and IG Eleven. I will throw this out real quick. In previous Star Wars Legends, IG-88, which is the same type of droid that he was mistaken for, he was destroyed once, but there were four IG-88s, and they all had a hive mind. So when one was destroyed, the other knew it. Could so, be like a, a, a similar version. Yeah, so it's essentially this, a copy of him, and he knows that the Mandalorian now has destroyed IG-11. A, Ooh. or IG-11B, or IG-11C, or ig 11 D. So there's potentially three more of them that could come after the Mandalorian. And not be happy about it. Not be happy. Interesting. But, closing thoughts. Mr. Schreffler, go. I'm, I'm excited to come home and, and watch the last episode of the Mandalorian with you guys and uh, enjoy Saga Day and see the movie. That's what I'm looking forward to. Woo! Green tea. I am uh, really excited to to meet some of you, or well, all of you guys, except for Roach, um, and to see uh, to see uh, nine. Yeah, episode nine. Sean. Yeah, same. Just super pumped. Uh, it's going to be fun for us all to get back together and then do some uh, some really exciting podcasts after just watching the Mandalorian and then watching the new episode. <laughs> Come on! I have spoken. I must go. I have spoken. What? All right, guys. Spoken. So we are the Talking Sith Podcast. You can find us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Podcast. Send us your thoughts, questions. Um, guys, if you wanna if you wanna ask us questions like Yoast, uh, send us an email at talkingsithpod at gmail.com. That's talking sith pod at gmail.com follow us across all social media platforms at talking sith podcast yeah guys should uh should they follow you anywhere uh, uh sean nope nope not Gee. mcclunky not mcclunky at <laughs> twitter.com <laughs> at mcclunky yeah casey i know they can follow you yeah uh, basically just see shreffler at instagram you can see some of the cool stuff i do and how do we spell shreffler S-C-H-R-E-F-F is in Frank, L-E-R. And if you want, you can do some Shreffler roaching among, among friends. We are the Talking Sith Podcast. There are ooh, 19 days now. 20 for, 20 for me. 20 19, for you? Only well, 19. Well, 20 for Casey because he's three hours behind us. Even though a few episodes ago he thought he was going to be three hours ahead of us and was planning on spoiling it for the rest of us. <laughs> but I did hear about that. <laughs> guys, for the rest of us, there are 19 days left until Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. May the Force be with you. Mutt funky. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. This is the way. Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.